I run across this all the time where I see memes or comments of no, I'm not going camping or if it's a, a really luxury tent perfectly set up like a hotel room. OK, fine. Now I'll go camping. But oh, really, yeah, I've seen you've seen those, right? Mm -hmm. What are the real aversions people have generally camping and then maybe more specifically RV, RV? style? There's so many. All right. I mean, let's discuss. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV in Round Rock, Texas. I am Clint. I'm Lindsay Luhu. And we do not have PJ. She is out and about gallivanting or something, but she'll be back someday, somehow. She's camping. Some way. Okay. Somehow. Either way. Welcome to the podcast. If you'd like show notes for this episode or any other episode that we have ever recorded and released, head on over to rvsmalltalk.com. You can find show notes and other things. Don't forget that right now we have up on the website our 2021 holiday gift guide. So head on over, see what our choices are for the neat, the zany, the weird, the, the useful, the helpful. Oh, yes. There's so much stuff on there and it is Amazon so you still have time because they ship in like two days so you still have plenty of time hop on on there uh we are affiliates so mm -hmm. it does not cost you anything but it does help out the rv small talk podcast so thank you in advance we've already made enough money for one cured coffee pod ah oh, thank god because this coffee is gross let's hop into the reasons why people just are so adverse adverse averse camping Lindsay do you have any friends that simply will not camp yeah sure name them they're just like <laughs> I want their addresses <laughs> I'm taking them a tent <laughs> I mean I think I was probably one of those people for at least a little bit it just didn't sound like fun it's sounds like work it sounds gross i mean there's so many reasons okay why you shouldn't go camping so i don't i i understand it but i don't know well i mean one of the main reasons i always hear is like bugs okay yeah i hear b bugs too um and i guess i kind of get it because i'm not the biggest fan of bugs on me i am you are so, so this is not your reason at all. This it's is not reason, my reason. This is a reason no. to go because you might see interesting bugs. Yes. And I guess the thing that always I thought was really funny was, I don't know, I guess I've never been camping and had like, well, I had that bug crawl in my ear that one time. Oh. That was bad. Is this is this a podcastable story? <laughs> is it worth two minutes? Uh, I... Uh, it was the night before I got my driver's test. What? I went camping with my friends. Uh -huh. um, we didn't have a tent or anything. So we just slept on the ground with some blankets. Yeah. And um, and I woke up with a horrible pain in my ear. And turns out it was a beetle. They could see its butt, but they couldn't oh, get it out. Wow. And it went all the way in. And, and it couldn't it, turn around. It couldn't turn around. And it, it was, I remember it being like one of the worst pains I've ever had. And eventually well, we. Yeah. He's like playing the drum on your tympanic membrane. And he just kept getting further and further in there. And oh. eventually we uh, found some vodka. I'm not sure where it came from yeah. or how it made its way into our campsite. So you like drunk him out? But uh, <laughs> I remember having the bright idea to pour vodka 
tourniquet into my ear and it stopped the beetle from moving. Yeah. So it stopped hurting, but it never came out. And then I went and took my driver's test and I passed with a 70. Oh. I hopped a curb and I didn't look at my mirrors the whole time. Well, Which wow. isn't really part of the story, but I like to blame it on the bug because y'all, I'm a really good driver. Well, so maybe it was messing <laughs> with your your equilibrium because yeah. it's right there Oh yeah, that, your semicircular yeah, yeah, canals. That's definitely what happened. Okay. So, was, hey, you passed. <laughs> you passed. You, you couldn't hear anything on your left side, but yeah. you passed. The doctor said it probably just decomposed and fell out in pieces. No kidding. Yeah. That's really... Disgusting. That... that Okay, okay, yeah. But back to this. <laughs> I guess when I think about it, I'm like, when I go camping, you, uh, it's not like there's like bugs all over me and you yeah. see a bunch of, I mean, like the same amount of bugs you see when you go to the park. So or the bugs that bother me, and I think most people will have complaints about mosquitoes. I think the mosquito issue is the big one. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe biting flies. Because I run into those in some Are biting locations. flies and no seams the same thing? No, no. Like, uh, I call them horse flies. I don't know if they're actually oh, horse flies. The those, opposite of no seams. Those suckers are big and I they can will see make them. Bleed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those things, I I tend to think will cause people to have like epic, I'm no longer doing this moments. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever been camping and been like actually like swarmed by mosquitoes. Yeah. I think that that's one thing that you like sites that are near the water and have a breeze and things like that. Those things really help open spaces that have continuous breeze do help with that. Um, I've been in some more swampy places. Yeah. Um, and, and I grew up near the coast of Texas. Um, so if you're inland a little bit, that water kind of stagnates some in the marshy areas yeah. and it's just a breeding ground. I also have never been, I mean, like mosquitoes bite me all the time. I live in Texas, but right. I've never been one of those mosquito magnet people. Like if somebody else right. is with me, they're the going to get them. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm the, yeah. I'm Other the, people are my bug repellent. <laughs> I, uh, I remember growing up, I was probably high school and, and I got roped into church league softball. And this is hilarious because I didn't play any sports growing up. Yeah, picturing you playing softball is funny. Super gangly, didn't really know <laughs> what to do. I have no accuracy when I'm throwing stuff. You know, I've tossed you things here in the office and it's way off. <laughs> I way still off. catch them though. Yeah. It's fine. I don't. This stuff just hits me in the head. <laughs> but anyways, I'd be out there and church league softball in Victoria, Texas is an experience because that's exactly where the mosquitoes are. And yeah. I don't have, usually I'm that person that mosquitoes are like, hey, there's someone better somewhere else. But in those outfield areas, there is no one else. You're just standing out there in a field, just and getting you attacked. Come, you come back just bloodied up oh, because God. you're using your, your softball glove to whack them. And it's, it's relentless. <laughs> and you end up like, I don't know, feeling like drained, literally. Gross. Okay. Anyways, moving on. So but bugs. I, okay. But we both have had stories about bugs that were obviously somewhat traumatic. So maybe this fear of bugs. I mean, it really is just everybody's got a bug story that yeah. scared them. And yeah. it's more about just, I don't want to deal with that again. Yeah. Um, bugs. Okay. Other, other creepy crawlies. Do they, do they, you said it camping experiences other than that one camping experience, you haven't really had much issue with bugs. 
No, like me and my kids go find bugs and right. like poke at them and talk about them, but <laughs> boop, 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 we haven't boop. had a problem with them now. Yeah, in campsites and campgrounds um, all over the place, I also have not run across many bugs. Now, I've done the large part of my camping growing up in like state parks, which I think have high traffic and designated camping areas. But lately, as an adult, I've gone to more less used locations. And more bugs, and I would I would think more bugs, but that hasn't really been the case. Well, bugs don't really want to be around you either. Uh, apparently, I'm a little hurt I, about it. <laughs> I mean, they want your food, but like, they want that's your, not in a bug's nature. Like, there's this giant <laughs> loud thing. Let's go towards it. Right. I mean, right. Uh, same with snakes or spiders. They yeah. don't they don't want to hang out with you. Sure. They don't like you. Yeah. You feeling good? <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyways, for many of us, I think that that if we can frame it with how little interaction we're actually going to have with bugs on the norm, then we that's that's a hurdle I can get over. I obviously, obviously have. I don't worry about it. I, yeah, I'm in, in the ranch. All, jeans and hiking boots really go a long ways. Yeah. yeah. You feel like invincible. Yeah. And with modern uh, fabrics and all that, you can have a real breathable long sleeve shirt and things like that for your hikes and outings. You'll protect your skin, not only from things that might touch your skin like bugs or even, you know, keep your skin from getting all leathery in the sun. You know, (laughs) high tech fabrics. The sun. That's another camping aversion. That's actually one that I can really relate to because I, again, lived in texas my whole life i hate the sun i mean i love the sun yeah but the sun does not love me and i sunburn in i don't know yeah two minutes yeah like really i've seen it happen in it's fact it's terrible my family's gone camping with your family and i and i think that your family got lost or something because they were using you as, a, as an sos signal <laughs> <laughs> what's that bright light i over mean jeez <laughs> it's terrible so not that i don't like the sun but if i'm going camping in the summer especially with my kids i have to prepare it's a lot of work it was a little bit to, weird to me when you know in the middle of the night i hear you and your kids outside going nighttime is it the right time nighttime is the right time <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> the moon doesn't burn me man no no uh so it's just a lot more work but i can see how that would deter people from going at all because Oh, I have to apply sunscreen every 45 minutes. I have to constantly wear a hat, constantly be hot. That's why I really like camping near water because it makes all of that worth it when I can jump into the water and get wet. So I think that some of the the ways that we deal with the sunlight, the sun burns and all those issues, reapplying sunscreen and hats and clothing and all that preps. I think that I would actually categorize this in the, it sounds like work and effort that Mm -hmm. I don't want to be spending time Mm -hmm. doing. Whereas at home or in a hotel situation or something like that, I don't have to worry about that so much. So, so I think the aversion there is actually work and effort. Yeah. That's most of my aversions to everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it can all be really boiled down to how much work am I really willing to put into this? Would you, would you say that going back to the creepy crawlies that, that there's a, you think there's a large portion of the population that really has an aversion to 
or thinks that they're going to run across snakes and yeah. bears and mountain lions and yeah. lions and tigers yeah. and bears. And you think and that, that they're going to? They think that they're going to run into that often. Yes, because that's. I mean, you see it everywhere. Okay. You, right? Like TV shows, uh, movies, everybody's got a story about a snake. Uh, social media, you see like those crazy, like longest snake ever found. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably it is that the you hear the best stories or worst stories, depending on your take. And those rise up to the to the top. Yeah. It's not actually all that common. No, because, again, snakes are don't want to be around you. Right. Bears don't want to be around you. They want to be around your food, but they don't. Yeah, really want to be yeah. Around bears you. don't want to be around you. I don't know. I guess the bear thing I'm a little bit separated from because Texas, you know. Well, but they're coming back in Texas. They're starting to find them again in Texas. Yeah, I just not in the place. I guess it's just not coming to a backyard near you. No, <laughs> uh, mountain lions for sure. But I'm not. I don't have like a live goat tied up outside my camper just yeah. bleeding right so okay okay i said bleating uh, yeah not bleeding i understand I, I got okay you. bleating just when i said it i was like that Did, sounded bad i feel like you need to give us an audio <laughs> example of what bleeding is <laughs> yep that's a bleat <laughs> okay all right what about this what about uh from a discomfort factor dirtiness you think that that we're all so so clean and tidy these days that people uh, are we clean and tidy <laughs> see i don't know i don't know that we actually are but maybe in our minds we kind of build it up that way and we don't like the the grit and grime factor that we think that we associate with going outdoors i mean it can be uncomfortable crawling into a sleeping bag when you're like covered in dirt is not fun or that day's layer of sweat Yes. Has, has crusted or on your skin. sunscreen and mm-hmm. then the dirt that is stuck to the sunscreen yeah. and then the sweat and then the uh, second layer of sunscreen yeah. and then the dirt that is stuck to that sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and, ne- I've never done that before. So do you think that that's uh, kind of a larger issue with people? They're, they're just thinking, I, I just like being clean. I don't like being in that kind of state. Probably some people, the same people who are afraid of bugs, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, and, I, and I think, uh, again, that's all, how you deal with that is sounds like effort and work. Now, yeah. I, now I will say I mean, there's, there's skin sensitivities out there. And if you can't, you know, continually stay on top of some sort of regimen to make sure your skin doesn't, you know, break out or um, get rashes or other conditions, I can see how that that might deter you a little bit or at least make you choose your camping scenarios differently. Or even the the comfortability of like having your own bed, you, you know, you need your pillow like this. You need a. Yes. Um, not a respirator. Um, yeah. CPAP. CPAP. That's the one. Bane. Bane. You need to look like Bane from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not so much of a comfort, but you know, the comfort of being clean, being in your own bed, if you know you're not going to sleep well because you're sleeping on something uncomfortable or then, you know, I don't know. If you know you're not going to sleep well, it's hard to enjoy yourself. And then after you wake up and you haven't had a good night's sleep, it's hard to enjoy yourself. Okay. Now, I like to combat this thought um, for myself because I know I'm not, I all, I grew up tent camping. I still do it from time to time. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm still, 
tall and gangly. You I'm do. just a little bit fluffier than I used to be, um, which may help out on the whole mattress scenario. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, I I kind of get this. It is a thought for me on the how well will I sleep. But for some reason, I can easily overcome that with the thought of I'm going to be in this epic place. I'm going to see really cool things. I'm going to be detached. Uh, right, that. Uh, I, I'm going to get all these other things and being tired for some reason is a part of that feeling for me at this point. That um, makes sense. You're tired in a way that I know that I also, when I'm camping, get to take afternoon naps. That's true. And it's really hard to do at home. I right. just feel like I don't sleep any worse in a camper or on the floor of a tent than I do at home. Right. But a hammock, on the other hand, is better. Yes, absolutely. Moving on with our camping aversions. Okay, what, what about the what ifs? What are the scenario based things? I think like, some people like, bring that up like, what if it rains? Anxious driven people. Who yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, that that comes kind of with the preparedness of it. I mean, you have to. I think this is a but I think that the, this is valid. They're all valid. Yeah. OK, true. Because They're people all valid. feel them. OK, I think it's I think it's valid, but it can be tempered with some reality. Yeah. Um, you've heard me say several times some of the most difficult camping scenarios rain flooding out your tent and all that if you get through it becomes an incredible memory and story to tell forever and ever i it's say true. It probably every third but podcast those incredible stories of you know something catastrophic happening and or you know something crazy happening are those the stories that you then tell your children so then your children now don't want to go camping um, so or the stories that get passed down and and yeah, I think my kids are a little bit like me. <laughs> Not your kids, just kids in oh, general. Kids in general, maybe. Okay, so I'm sick enough to tell anyone's kids about these, <laughs> these stories. Uh, I mean, is that where these aversions are coming from? Is from these glorified stories yeah. of things going wrong? Maybe so. I mean, because I've totally had the the raining sleeting stuck in your tent for for a long time hoping it'll blow over i mean i agree those i mean those uh those experiences and those stories are good yeah they're epic because it makes it seem less scary next time so you know like yeah. oh i've already been through that so yeah. it's not so scary anymore yeah and i still can find things to look die. forward to like <laughs> yeah. it a cold snap in texas overnight i showed up in shorts and a t-shirt and now it's i wake up to frost on the ground cool this one's gonna make a fire that i otherwise wouldn't have out in the morning <laughs> you know a scene you're such an optimist not always but but there's something about being drawn outside to camping <laughs> in in cool places with yeah. these new experiences okay what about what about if someone gets hurt what if and I'm unprepared. I don't know how to deal with first aid scenarios or worse. We'll go ahead and check our podcast episode where we talk about first aid at the campground. Oh, yeah. No, but so, yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. I, I, I think that's something again that you just need. If that's something you're worried about, you can be prepared for. I think that's something that I don't think about which probably i should because i have two little kids who yeah. hurt themselves but i am so unprepared for any type of injury it's um it's terrifying 
I know what we're getting you for Christmas. I, I mean, we're I getting just, you a basic first aid kit. I literally bought band-aids two weeks ago Yeah, for the first time ever since I've had kids. We've never had band-aids in my house. Wow. Yeah. Have you needed band-aids at your house? Well, they want band-aids, but I just tell them no. Okay. But, so there hasn't really been a need up to this point. I mean, they have scrapes and they have cuts. Yeah. But I just wash it and then tell them, no, you don't need a Band-Aid. You leave it open air or do you cover it with something? No, I just leave it open. Yeah. Yeah. And they always want Band-Aids. But I, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't be telling you, but I'm so, so when we go camping, it's like, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. I don't even have an ice pack. We're well, big. We're a big ice pack family. We use ice packs, not yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> ice packs are great. Um, so maybe maybe that's what we need to look into for you for these scenarios is uh, a first aid kit. You need a first aid kit for my trailer. Yeah, for your trailer. Um, mind you, some of those things you're you don't want to. You're going to have to keep turning over, like some of those uh, ointments and all that. They'll have exp- expiration dates, and if they cook in the sun for a while, we're back to that work thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's just start w- by gifting you a, <laughs> a kit and call it call it good. Because I know for for my kids, we've definitely had to pull cactus thorns out. Um, we've definitely had to bandage a few uh, boo boos. Yeah. We've totally had bruises and bonks that have needed ice. Yeah. Um, I only had to amputate and cauterize once. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I hate when you have to do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> that that didn't happen. But um, but just the, those minor things. Yeah, I don't think I mean, obviously, it's not an aversion for me. I don't even think about it. Which, yeah. Which is the opposite end of the. Uh, the spectrum. Man, I, think that this can, I am like, well, also I'm, along with this, I think that this can be, you know, mitigated to a degree by where you choose to camp. If you're at a state park, yeah, or uh, or even you know a county park or something like that, uh, Army Corps of Engineers or whatever, what are they here? CCC, whatever the Corps. You're doing great. I'm not doing great. Anyways, you know what parks I'm talking yes. about. Um, I think all these places tend to be pretty well connected. You can find someone to help. You're not that far away from Ranger Station or something like that. So if yeah, but relying on somebody else. I don't know. I still, yeah. I still feel like I could step up my game here, and it's not a reason to not go camping. Right, right. And but when you get comfortable there, then you move on to the national forest and the interspersed camp, or not interspersed, the dispersed camping, and then the the BLM land mm-hmm. and all that, which is totally on my list. I, I got to get out there where where we're roughing it more. Anyways, okay, moving on. Speaking of, yes. I guess that is part of my um, fear with off-grid camping is being stranded or being stuck, being the only one there. Uh, I, I guess I feel like I don't have to. I mean, I don't know how to start a fire. I mean, I know how to start a fire, but, you we know. We didn't start the fire. Because uh, she doesn't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, please come start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then leave. I'm cold. <laughs> but uh, the the first aid thing, I mean, the weather, I don't feel prepared enough to do that off-grid stuff. And I think being stranded or being stuck can be a, an aversion for a lot of people with camping. 
maybe we should rent Boy Scouts. They come prepared. They have all the stuff. They're prepared like three different ways for every incident. They can start fires. They can bandage wounds. And they can use mirrors to signal for help. You want to hire Boy Scouts to go camping with you? They might even go for free. I know, right? They'll be like, (laughs) they'll earn our badge. We'll we'll test them by by dressing up as old ladies and seeing if they are kind enough to walk us across the street. (gasps) Wonderful. I'll go first. (laughs) The Boy Scouts just delivered me my popcorn yesterday. Yeah? That I bought a month ago. Did you get like a mixed tin or did you get like, uh, I'm only going- No, I got salted caramel popcorn because that's what my kids wanted sounds great yep we had a handful each for dinner last night (laughs) as a component of dinner no no no, it's a whole dinner for dessert after dinner oh okay so i could pull it out they had pizza for dinner it was very nutritious here's your roasted popcorn (laughs) (laughs) and hawk at one point just looks at me and he's like i can't stop eating this (laughs) yeah it's good i I would look at him i know the feeling yeah i know now let's go brush our teeth for 20 minutes oh gosh (laughs) that's actually okay speaking of aversions that's pretty much my big thing against popcorn because I do like popcorn, but I hate getting kernels stuck between my teeth. See, we're back to the work thing. It's so much. Then you got to go like oh, and find floss. And maybe this is our, our um, metaphor for the day. For people who, who are averse to camping, it's kind of like getting popcorn stuck in your teeth. Yeah. You know, the popcorn's worth it, but you don't want to get started down that path. Yeah. Ooh. We're going deep. Would you want like some pre off grid camping sort of training? Like, like here's my list of things that I think would be cool to have uh, some personalized um, training on, on what to do with medical situations or first aid, some personalized training on just dealing with fire and maybe food storage because you're going to be out there with the actual wilds. Um, what other per- training would you like? heading into Uh, just general like emergency preparedness whether we're talking about uh weather okay or weather (laughs) 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 or you know a, a flood or yeah you run out of water or whatever but I don't even know if that would be enough for me because then I just feel like people are just talking at me and then I have to remember everything I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like, I have to do it myself. I think I would like to camp in the middle of nowhere with somebody else. Okay. That I enjoy being around. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should. if if, And who knows more than me. And that way, you know, I'm good at some things. And bandages your band-aids. They can be good at some things. And we can camp together. And I don't know. That being by myself it doesn't have this draw. Yeah. I mean, not at least not in the camping aspect. I love being by myself, <laughs> <laughs> but in the camp, I don't need to like b- camp by myself. Yeah. I don't mind having somebody else. Well, see, I don't, I don't think that that has to be a component you. I think you should camp with other people um, and they should all have talents, gifts, and skills. Mine will be <laughs> collecting bugs. Okay. And putting them in a little tin and, and then letting them go. Yeah. Will your tin have a, one of those magnifying lids so you yes, can really stare? Yes, I have like 15 at my house. You're and cooking on my fire like, desk. Look at the big eye. And the fire desk. I'll so cook. So I actually, for here? my for my nephew this year, because he is totally the 
the bug and animal person and all that. Um, so I got a, a book and he has lots of books. This book is by Tristan Gooley, Tristan Gooley. And he has books about nature instinct and how to read weather and stuff like that. Ooh, this is cool. The nature instinct. Learn to find direction, sense danger, and even guess nature's next move. Faster yeah. than thought. Natural navigation. That's cool as heck. Yes. So there's some resources out there. I'm actually going to link to this one because I, I was interested in it. I got it for my nephew for Christmas. Ooh. Don't listen to this podcast yet, nephew. And uh, <laughs> does you, does your family listen to this podcast? Some in my family do. But really? It's not, but it's not that. It's not my side. It's Laura's side. Okay. Who? So I can say hi to him. George in particular. Hey, George. So George listens. Uh, and when he's listening, sometimes Nathan is around. Hey, Nathan. And I do believe that Britt and Tanya have heard a. Hey, Britt and Tanya. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think any of my family <laughs> Listens. No, no, Jackie listens. Does she? Yeah. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is no. Honestly, this is really cool. I'm going to look into this. I'll try to link a few of Tristan Gooley's uh, titles. Uh, I will say this in the show notes. Yeah, they are not kids' books. They right. they he he writes them kind of from his background, his stories as how he either learned these things. So it's cool, but they're thick books and they're small print. Okay. So just so you know, good to know. Okay, back to our list of, you know, versions. We talked about being stranded and stuck. And the reason that scares me is because I don't know enough. So not knowing things can definitely be an aversion for people, right? right? I mean, I don't know what are some of the things that you've heard that people just don't know how to do. And they just they're like, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't know how. Right. I mean, besides just camping in general, towing. Yeah. And our minds go to worst case scenarios so fast. So often. Um, and, How do we do that? Um, I mean, it's a survival thing, but. Yeah, I think it's a survival mechanism, but. It's stupid is what it is. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's got us <laughs> to this point in human history. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so I think, yeah, the, the basics of will I be able to start a fire if I need a fire? Uh, will I be able to handle uh, getting lost and getting back or. Um, Nature in general. Okay, moving and, on. And even even quote unquote sillier things like dealing with the black tank. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. do you remember the first time that I dumped? Uh, no. I do because I called PJ and she was here with you, and I was just like, I did it. <laughs> oh, okay. And okay. it was just like, why? Why would you call? And but I was proud of myself because I didn't know what I was doing, and it was kind of this like, oh my god, everyone's looking at me and waiting for me, and wh- if I do it wrong, I mean, we're talking about poop here. Yeah, yeah. You know, were there other people at the dump station? Yeah. Oh, there were. Yeah, waiting behind me, and it's Man. just like. I don't know. I, I'm one of those people who does not care what people think, but I also want to do things correctly and I yeah. want to not make everybody else uh, inconvenienced. So I, yeah. I I feel like there are people out there who probably don't go camping because they're afraid of dumping their black tank or they don't know how to make reservations Okay. Or camp etiquette. I mean, there's so many unspoken rules that you just kind of learn. Yeah. But if you don't know, then, I mean. The then it looks like a big mountain 
Yes. Of things, yes. of different topics. Yes. And you don't know where to start. You don't know your entry point. I and get I it. I can understand that type of anxiety. Maybe not with those things, but thank you. Anxiety in general over these little things that seem bigger than they are. So I think that that's a good word there that, that you've brought up there. Anxiety. We build ourselves up on the front end of the possibility of going camping. In fact, a lot of people won't consider camping just because the thought of it induces anxiety. Yeah, but you know what's really good for anxiety? What is that? Doing the damn thing. Ah. And see, this is when camping with a friend is so helpful. Yeah. Find find that Facebook group mm-hmm. and ask them all the quote unquote silly questions that you have. Yeah. Or, hey, does anybody want to meet up and go camping with me? Yeah. Um, Kind of thing. You know, I think that the one thing that I've, I don't know, I've heard maybe too many podcasts about this well absolutely you've heard too many podcasts about everything yeah um is exposure therapy Mm -hmm. you know and there's different ways and philosophies of how to do exposure therapy but as you said doing the thing do the thing if if you have an aversion to it then there's different degrees of how to go ahead and do it and find your way your path in that activity or what have you you know my mom always told me when i was scared to do things when i was a kid i remember she always used to like like talk to people like um like order at a restaurant Uh i remember she was like i'm not gonna order for you anymore now you have to order and it being this big deal for some reason and i didn't want to do it and she said Lindsay, think about the worst thing that could possibly happen right right you say I want a cheeseburger and french fries. What is the worst thing in your head that could possibly, that waitress could do or say? Oh, definitely. One slice of cheese or two. I, well, what, <laughs> yeah, you I weren't mean, supposed to talk back and then, to me. And then you think about it and whatever you come up with isn't actually that bad. Now, when you think about what is the worst thing that could happen when you're camping, uh-huh. there are some pretty bad things that could happen. But if you break it down to what you are actually scared of Uh what is the worst thing that could happen if you don't dump your black tank correctly well well you could make a mess on yourself on yourself you could wear that mess home make the people behind (laughs) you wait a few more minutes you know yeah but both of those things while not ideal yeah you're not i mean it they're in the grand scheme of the world it's not that bad yeah. It's not that bad. So now I try to think of things, break them down. What is the worst that could happen? It's usually not that bad. And then think about the likelihood of that happening is usually pretty small. And there's always the, this too shall pass. Yeah. You know, these moments are moments. Time marches on. It seems like such a big deal at the time, yeah. but then it's over and you're like, oh, okay. And and then you, then you. Move it on to the next thing. Deal with it. <laughs> and you decide, okay, is this, is this a story I tell others? Right. Or not? Or is this something that I now realize I can do or yeah. something I just don't want to do again. Mm-hmm. Um, cooking. Cooking was a big one for me. It's kind of still is. You know, I've never cooked in my camper. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've cooked on my fire disc and even that is a learning curve and I need to practice more because it's. Well, that's the beauty of a fire disc. You can do that at home. I know I should. Ooh. Yeah. It's how my parents. This house. weekend. Oh, okay. Sure. But cooking and it's, it's the, 
at home I have I have my countertops. Right. I have my oven, my stove, my microwave. I can yeah. you know move this from there to there. I have my countertops and then I can, you know, clean everything up in a normal way. When you're camping, it's like I have to plan ahead on exactly how many pots and pans is yeah. this going to take and how much room do I have? I mean, I guess I'm just a snob when it comes to cooking because I'm just used to having this room. And when I don't have the room, I feel like I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. And I get that. Maybe I'm food, trying to cook the wrong things. <laughs> uh, maybe not. I mean, but I get that food and cooking outdoors and all that. That is a true experience that, that a lot of people really gravitate to, especially in the age of social media. Um but for me, I don't put, I never have put all that much value. I'm fine with just the easiest, most basic of sandwiches and granola and stuff like that because it's because I'm just out there. Well, and, and yeah, and I think for a long time it was this I want to make a camping meal because we're right, camping. Right. Now I flip flop between I, I want to make a camping meal and I want to eat Easy Mac so that I right. can sit outside and do more of the nothing right. that I'm here to yeah. do. Um, and I think we talked about that on a previous episode, right? We like did. about, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. You get to camp however you want. But I think maybe the fear of cooking and cleaning up, especially if you don't have an indoor yeah. kitchen. Oh, now I need a bucket of water and I need to wash everything. I mean, it it is very intimidating. Yeah. To somebody who is used to just cooking in a kitchen, it's very different. I'm so much more. I always grew up wanting to do the backpacking type camping, you mm -hmm. know, the long trails and all that. In which case, you you pack in and you pack out everything. Yeah, you're not. I mean, your water that you're going to utilize, you're probably finding along your way, and all that. So, just knowing that that's the bent I've always had, um, I've been so simple that. Now, if we go camping with a family and we have, you know, we have a trailer that has stove and all that, we have to determine, I think, like, there's going to be one cooked meal. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to have one cooked meal because there's, there's something special about having a nice meal it, outside. It tastes different, right? It's fantastic. <laughs> it is. But I'm not going to go over the top. I, it's going to be something I can accomplish or Laura can accomplish. And it's, but it's going to probably be just one. The rest of the time, it's going to be super easy, and it's going to be more the more the style of what I grew up with tent camping. I wonder. And how, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wonder how that is for like people who do long stays in their trailer or live in their trailer. Um, I mean, like, I bet they're. I think that's it. People who go out longer than I do, that makes perfect sense. That they have a different um, way of cooking in their camper, right? And. Okay, because that's more living the lifestyle. But if you are wanting to take really long trips or live in your camper, I can see how cooking would be a big aversion yes. to that. Okay. Because you have to do it, right? right? I mean, you can't not do it, but it's such a big chunk and it's so different than what you're used to. I can see how it would be like intimidating. I think so. Yeah, I can see it too. Um, cool. What else? So, so have we kind of ventured into what more aversions to actual RVing style camping? Oh, we did make that transition, I suppose. Okay. All right. I, I think that one of those also is maybe, what about the stereotypes? I don't want to be like them. 
you know we have be like what like the rving crowd oh you know and, and i didn't say that me personally i'm saying that this is something that i think could be said out there in the forums <laughs> you know well i just don't want to be an rver if i'm going to camp i want to camp and then you start going through this whole uh grading procedure of well that's not camping ho 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 or this is camping. Well, ha, that's, ha, ha. The, that's the the one upping nature, like the human nature, just like yeah. Anything you can do, I can do. And better. it goes both ways. It's either it's either no, my setup's better because I have the more gear, the more stuff, and then or no, I camp better because I that's actually not camp. camping. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we've segmented ourselves and, and we see this, I don't want, when it comes to the RVing world, some people don't want to venture into RVing because they won't, don't want to be seen as RVers. They don't want to choose that, that side. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is a point of caring when you don't need to. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> and it's funny. I feel like the world has gone a little bit that way. Since like the beginning of the coronavirus, I feel like the world is taking more of a I don't care what you think approach. Yeah. Which in a lot of ways is really good like this. Yeah. Um, but you, I definitely still see this, you know. Um, camp like where you camp. Oh, you only camp in RV parks with full hookups. Um, then that's my yeah, preferred that's way of camping. <laughs> yeah. Then that's what you do. Yeah. Um. I think I'm I'm fine in either camp, literally, because I still like to go out with my kids and do. Because you're camping. not in your house. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a trailer now. It's a more basic trailer. It's a box. Yeah. With with sleeping spaces and a sink, um, and that's pretty much it. But it's, it's a true. really nice box. With it is a sink. really nice box, and I can haul stuff easily because the whole backside folds so down. So you're gonna like take your motorcycle next time. That's actually. You, if you saw my uh, search history on Amazon, yeah, I'm looking for how I'm going to tie the thing down inside. Because somebody asked the other day, oh, he has a toy hauler. Does he have any toys to haul? And I was like, no, he just takes his kit. Wait. Yes, now he does. He does have a toy now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before, before the motorcycle, I had all my kids' toys. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, anyway. Anywho. Um, and... I guess another fear uh, when it comes to RVing is, is again, the learning curve. How do you manage the RV life, the the planning, the reservations, the, the travel? I mean, every component of that. I'm still living that. Yeah. I'm still, I work at an RV dealership and I'm still living that. Not only that, but like how you operate things when you get there, the intimidation of, how do I fill up the water? How do I turn on the water? Why is my water heater not working? Yeah. What What is my fridge even running on? Yeah, even break it down to, well, if I'm filling up the water, when do I fill up? Before the trip, after the trip, or yeah, after I've arrived? There's so many questions. And I think that that's part of the, the thing that people who really stick with the lifestyle, they figured out that there's this um, dealing with the unknown that is actually exciting because there is no trip is going to be exactly the same. 
And it happens over and over and where you're having to pivot, 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 there's pivot. A, <laughs> there's a problem solving aspect to camping Super that engaging. never goes away. Yeah. You can know everything and you're still going to have to do some problem solving. And I think for some people, that is a really exciting thing. Right. And for other people, that's a really scary thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think that that's exactly spot on. Wait, I'm right. <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm just kidding i know i'm right all right so where where do all these uh where do you think these fears and aversions come from do you think that they're just kind of ingrained human traits some of them yeah I like i said i mean it, okay how many movies can you name where like I mean, if there is camping in a movie, yeah. then there is conflict at the campsite. That's right. If there's camping in a movie or a TV show, you're exactly right. There's going to be a, a snake in the tent, right? Uh, air mattress on the water, a, uh, a, a, a a dumping scenario. Yes. Every like any RV movie, you have to have a dumping yeah, scenario. Just poop everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also have to have a highway scene where it's dangerous, where you're trying to pass one or, or a gang of yes. bikers comes up and yes. you have to have that. Yes. Scene. So I it's it's hard because you obviously know these things aren't real and they're in movies. However, it's just like anything else when you see it over and over and over and uh -huh. over and over. Uh, all of a sudden it didn't look doesn't look so fun right like right. the the spider crawling across the person's face while they're sleeping right. or the I mean. That just doesn't happen. I mean, it does, but not, it's not, not going to happen to you. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so movies, TV shows, uh, social media. News stories. Like anytime there's oh, a, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a animal uh, incident, a bear, a mountain lion or something like that. Anytime that happens, it's national. It's international yeah. news. But, it, but if you run the numbers, those instances are... So so right. so so rare. But nobody's going to report on the. Someone went out and had, camping a, trip. had an uneventful uneventful <laughs> trip. They got a blister on their heel. Yeah, right. You know, because that happens when you hike. Or but, just like even legends, like bad things happen in the woods. Yeah. Uh, scary things are in the woods. Scary people are. Scary in the woods. things happen when yeah. you're alone. Uh, when it's dark. I mean, it's Man. not. It's not natural to run towards those things when yeah. everything tells us that those things are scary. Yeah. And it's so easy to think on the most catastrophic negative. Of course. Scenario. We, man, why do our, our brains enjoy chasing those yeah. squirrels? It's the weirdest thing. We are not so good naturally. It seems like to chase the squirrels that go up the tree. We want to see, we want to chase the squirrels going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said before, the last the last one I can think of is like family stories. Like Oh, uh, your the, dad the my uncle stories. Yeah, like oh, when I was a kid I went camping and this crazy thing happened. Will you tell me that when I'm 6 and then again when I'm 8 and then again when I'm, you know, 10 yeah. and all of a sudden I'm 13 years old and I don't want to go camping. Right. Um but not to say people need to stop telling those stories because please don't please keep telling those right, stories. Right. <laughs> They're legendary. Yes. But all of those things combined, I think some people, if they don't come from a camping background uh -huh. would have all of these thoughts in their head about these things that could happen. Yeah. Um, like a tarantula crawling across your face. Okay. But which, which again, you enjoy. I, 
<laughs> I don't know about enjoy, but <laughs> I I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. It'd yeah. probably tickle. Oh, I'm certain. Okay. Well, how about we wrap this one up? And well, even before we do, can we reiterate how worth it it is to go do this? Yeah, we did not mean to scare you. That's what's that's what I think that that's the part that's missing in, in our, you know, family uncle told stories is we get to that point but we never but we're okay tell the and i kept doing it because i love it and i kept and i and i kept going and and i get my piece out there okay that's just it we're missing this so here's the deal we need to keep telling those crazy stories and i need to keep telling the crazy stories that somebody else told me and then we need to include like a good story too or yeah. it was worth it or this is what i learned from that so yeah. that will never happen again yeah. because i learned um yeah and let's let's create a, a whole atmosphere of you're darn right it's scary let's go you know what and if you're out there and you know one of these people who just has a, a send them our way send them our way or even <laughs> schedule I can't a camping trip. trip and take them make it easy go go a place you know go into a situation that, that you can control a little bit more and make make a nice weekend make a camper out of somebody yeah oh, maybe that would make me so happy maybe that's that's the 2022 thing maybe that's a new year's resolution is to make make a turn somebody from a non-camper into a camper yeah Ooh. help someone down that path don't and, and i said don't take them don't dive in the deep end so it's gonna be like cry for the straight guy but like camper edition okay sure <laughs> i i don't know <laughs> yes like a camping makeover okay all right well everybody that is it for this week's episode of the rv small talk podcast we thank you for joining us don't forget that you can check us out at rvsmalltalk.com don't forget that you can join us on facebook at rv small talk community and and you can always send questions comments let us have them at questions at rvsmalltalk.com or you could call and leave us a voice message we want to hear from you 512-843-1311 512-843-1311 if you have something you want to talk about a question for us send it over everybody thank you for joining us today and we will see you next time i'm gonna go have a spider crawl on my face <laughs> <laughs>